something good is going to happen to you. So expect miracles. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Faith in the Morning is to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. And that's exactly what's going to happen today. You know, one of the things we're doing this week, because it's Holy Week, we're doing special Holy Week devotionals. And they're all available on the Faith Plus app. So we have special devotionals this week for children. They call it Kids World Theater. We have special devotionals for teenagers. It's the crucifixion, Christ perspective. You're going to love it for your teenager, for your youth. I want you to encourage them to watch it this week. And we have these Holy Week devotions for adults on Faith in the Morning. They're all available on our Faith Plus app. So if you haven't downloaded, you can download it today. Of course, it's free in your app store. And one of the things we're encouraging people to do is, as we're going through Holy Week, there's so much stuff that's always going on in the world. We're taking time this week even more to focus on what Jesus did for us and what the cross means to us and what, what Jesus won through us, for, won for us on the cross through his death, his suffering, and his resurrection. It's as relevant as today as it was back then. What God did in Jesus is not just supposed to affect our Sundays, but to affect our everyday life. Well, before we go forward, let's take some time to pray. Father, we thank you because you are good and your mercy endures forever. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you that you daily load us up with benefits. You forgive all of our iniquities. You heal all of our diseases. You redeem our life from destruction. You crown our life with loving kindness and tender mercies. You satisfy the mouth that our years with good. You cause our youth renewed like the eagles. As we gather together this morning, look at your holy written word. Grant us ears to hear, eyes to see, a heart to receive, know and understand what you have for us. Help us see what we need to see today so we can live the lifestyle you call us to live, the lifestyle of faith. And Father, according to 1 Timothy chapter 2, we pray for those who are in authority. We pray for the president, the vice president, the Congress, the Supreme Court. We pray for our governors, our mayors, our city council, men and women, every elected and appointed official in this nation, every nation watching. We lift them up to you. We pray that you grant them wisdom and understanding, that you lead them and guide them where they should go. But Father, we pray they won't be so party conscious, caught up in the left or the right, but they'll do what's best for their nation. Above all things, put you first. We pray you send labors across their path to minister the words to them in a way they can receive it. We pray you surround them with godly men and women full of faith and the Holy Ghost. We're advising with us, saith the Lord, and remove from their counsel wicked and unreasonable men who will seek to pervert the ways of the Lord and pervert the ways of justice. We pray especially for our judges right now, our judges and our justices, that they will love justice and they will judge righteously. We thank you for these things. We ask for an outpouring of your spirit upon our leadership and upon our nation. And we ask for and receive a great awakening in our land. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, the last few days, as we've been walking towards the crucifixion, the resurrection, we've been spent a lot of time in the Gospel of John. But today we're going to Mark chapter 11. And yesterday we looked at, you know, what does Hosanna mean? And why would they shout Hosanna and bless us he who comes in the name of the Lord? And what does that have to do with our life today? And we looked at how the Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead provoked this response to the Pharisees, but also provoked people to praise God. The testimony of Lazarus brought praise to God and people filled the street and began to praise God in expectation that that same salvation, deliverance, prosperity, and healing could even manifest in their lives. And so what we're going to read in Mark chapter 11 is happening on the same day as the triumphant entry, what we call Palm Sunday. And so in Mark chapter 11, verse 1, And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, unto Bethpage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples, and he said unto them, Go your way to the village over against you, and as soon as you enter it, you'll find a colt tied where a never man sat. Loose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, 
Why do you do the same that the Lord has need of him? And straightway he will send him here. And they went their way and found the colt tied by the door without in a place where two ways met, and they loosed him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What, what are you doing? Loosen this colt. And they said unto him, Even as Jesus commanded, and they let him go. And they brought the colt to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat on them. Before we go forward, think about this. There was provision prepared before Jesus needed it. If God's going to call you to do something, he will provide for you. So don't be afraid to step out on the steps he's told you to step out on because there is provision awaiting for you. God is your savior. He is your deliverer. He is your healer and he is your provider. And he will always provide for his children. Never forget that. We know one of his names in the Old Testament is Jehovah Jireh, the God who sees to it. The God who sees and provides, and he will see and provide for you today. You're not forgotten about. He sees you. He will provide for you because he loves you. As we keep going, we see, and they brought the cult to Jesus and cast the garments on him and sat upon them. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off the trees and straw them in the way. And they went before him, and they that followed cried, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem and into the temple. And when he looked round about upon all things, pulse, Jesus looked at everything going on in the temple. And guess what he did? Nothing. That's what it says. He looked upon all things. And now the eventide was come. He went out into Bethany with the 12. He looked about at, at everything going on in the temple, looked at it, and turned around, went back where he was staying in Bethany. But on the next day, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. So let's see what happens the next day. So this is Monday. This is the day after Palm Sunday. And seeing a fig tree far off having leaves, he came and happily might find anything thereon. But when he came to, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet. Now with the fig tree, when the leaves appear, the fruit is supposed to appear. And Jesus answered and said unto it, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever, nine words. And his disciples heard it. Now remember, Jesus has gone by this fig tree at least twice, when he left Bethany and when he went back. So he's been by this tree at least twice. This is his third time. And this third time, he spoke to it. And when they came to Jerusalem, Jesus went into the temple. Now, this is his second trip into the temple on this trip. And began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And he would not allow any man should carry any vessel through the temple. You now it says this part in the Amplified Version. And he would not permit anyone to carry any household equipment through the temple enclosure, thus making the temple area a shortcut traffic lane. Back to verse 17. And he talked, saying unto them, is it not written, my house shall be, a call, shall be called of all nations the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it and saw how they might destroy him, for they feared him because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. And when the evening was come, he went out of the city. Now, 
we've all heard it. People have made sermons and messages and talking points and memes and songs about Jesus flipping tables in the temple. I even saw something on Twitter this week talking about, you know, you know, Jesus would have flipped these tables. You know, don't set these tables of privilege and power because Jesus flipped the tables of privilege and power. And, you know, I'm sure they can draw something from that and try to make a good point. But when we read this, we often miss the point of what Jesus actually did. You know, some people say, see, these money changers shouldn't be in the temple. Incorrect. So these dove sellers should not be in the temple. Incorrect. They were allowed to be there, but they had a certain place. Go with me. They had a certain place. What had happened was, instead of staying in their place, they moved into a place that was reserved not for them. They were moved into the temple area that is reserved for what God said it was reserved for. So the money changers and the people selling doves, they were supposed to be on the temple property, but they weren't supposed to be there. Notice what it said, and I pulled it out in the Amplified Classic Edition, that people were cutting through this temple area as a shortcut to get to where they were going, disrespecting what God wanted to go on in the temple. So Jesus flipped the tables of the money changers because those tables weren't supposed to be there. Not because they were money changers and they were making money, but because they were not where they're supposed to be. And then he drove them out of the area they were because they weren't supposed to be there. And notice what it said here. And he taught, saying unto them, is it not written, my house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. What is this? His opening scripture, his text, it says he taught. Didn't just say he just exclaimed and said a verse and walked out. He talked. So this means he's about to take some time. This is his opening scripture. And he begins to teach everybody there from this scripture. And when you look at this account in Matthew, it says after he had finished teaching, the blind and the lame came to him and he healed them all. And while he's healing everybody, children come into the temple praising him just like they did in the street saying Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna to the messianic title. Hosanna to the son of David. This clearing out the temple, I'm sure it took some time, but with what Jesus was doing, I doubt it took long. We could just look at this and man, that might have taken 20 minutes to clear out the area of what Jesus was doing. You know, people were moving, grabbing their money and booking. But Jesus' teaching took a lot longer than that. Jesus praying for the sick and healing the sick took a lot longer than that. Jesus spending time with his children took a lot longer than that. Because it says when he left, it was the evening. He went up in the morning. He left in the evening. He spent all day teaching the word of God, healing the sick, and receiving the praises from the children. He spent all day in the temple. But too many times, we put the focus on the wrong thing. We focus on him flipping tables. And someone's like, man, if Jesus can flip tables, I can flip tables. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One, know why he did it. Remember, he walked in the day before and saw them all in their wrong places and did nothing. Well, why did he flip the tables that next day? Because his father told him to. He says, you look, see, especially as clear in the Gospel of John, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. So the father gave Jesus specific instructions to clear these people out of the area and sit down and teach this message and heal the sick. And that's exactly what Jesus did. 
So instead of focusing on the wrong thing today and focusing on, yeah, Jesus cleared the temple, let's focus on him teaching, him healing, because he cleared out the temple so that he could teach and people could understand the purpose of what was going on and receive healing. Yes, he flipped tables, but you know what he did more of? Healing and teaching. God has wonderful things in store for you today. Let's not be distracted and focus on the wrong thing. Let's put our focus on our Savior who wants to heal you, who wants to teach you, who wants to take you to the place he's created you to be. So know something good is going to happen to you today. Expect miracles. We are out of time. So I encourage you today for our Holy Week devotional, read the entirety of Mark chapter 11. We'll pick up here tomorrow as we look at what Jesus was teaching concerning faith in his last week before his crucifixion. Remember, God loves you and he loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Have an amazing day. Download the Faith Plus app and enjoy our Holy Week devotionals. God bless.